What's up, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of Beers and. Today, we're going to be talking about beers and crystals. Oh, crystals. That would be the whirring of a crystal. Yes, I like when we do our own sound effects. Really, you know, we really transport people to where we're trying to take them. Cuts down on a lot of the uh, the post production uh, fees that we that we incur here. <laughs> Absolutely. At and. Welcome in, people. Hello, my name is Alex. This is Nick. Hello. And we are beers and uh, we're going to be talking crystals today. Fun stuff. Very fun stuff. And we're also going to be drinking a fantastic looking beer. I am so excited for this one. Very, very happy. And we have another other half. Another other half. Another other half. We have another other half. That's that's a like a that's a polygamy thing. It sounds like I'd like to introduce you to my other other other, other half. That is very polyamorous of us. Right. I like that. Yes. So if progressive. If you're watching on YouTube, awesome. You can do that now. If you're not, come follow us. Subscribe. Watch everything on YouTube at Beers and Podcast, and the same on Instagram. You can follow us there. Or if you're feeling froggy, Twitter. Twitter's always at, good. At Beers and One. And if you've got uh, any suggestions, comments, concerns, you want to go the old-fashioned route, uh, beersandpodcast at gmail.com. We will also take letters, but we won't tell you where to address them to. Nope. Especially considering, I think I need to address this if I didn't address this already. Nice pun. The- oh! This isn't even planned. Pun intended. This isn't even planned. I'd like to, to go ahead and put this out there automatically. I believe it was when I was coming home from our last production. I don't remember if I mentioned it during our last episode, but how my cousin Sean had sent yes. beers to us. Yes. Uh, and they did not arrive. Okay. So I already did that already? Yeah. Okay, then. Good. Clearly, what we're doing is good for the brain cells. You're still terrible, Sean. I'm still... Wow. You're still terrible. Don't know you. Probably changed that uh, notion once <laughs> I meet you. <laughs> but you're still terrible. Shots fired. So, crystals, and we're going to be drinking today. Burp, 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 burp. Oh, and the big reveal. We're stuck. We're stuck. Other half, Blueberry Crunchy. I am excited for this one. It's rare that I read the description and the description and get excited. brings me in this much and it is doing a wonderful job of that. So this was actually released for their eighth anniversary, which just happened back in um, January. Oh, really? Yep. One of the, That's why I hence the black can. That was for their 8th anniversary releases. They did all black cans. Uh, is that a tradition of the 8th anniversary I'm, things? I'm not sure. This is the first anniversary I've ever noted from them. Oh, all right. So maybe this is an anniversary thing. I'm not huh. I'm not entirely sure. All right. But we have a an Imperial Blueberry Granola Berliner Weiss collaboration with Weldworks Brewing. Oh, okay. So, so we have a collab. Brewed with blueberry, almonds, toasted coconut, Vanilla, maple, cinnamon, lactose, and toasted oats. I am so... It sounds like a delicious... It is a parfait beer, is what it, it is. It kind of is. It says Grandma's OG recipe. Oh, right on the, it uh, does. Right on the can. I am super excited for this. Again, yep. this is the this is the farmer's market of beers, is what it sounds like, too. I, yeah. There's a lot of Land's End. There are a lot of Subarus. <laughs> uh, you know, everything is, a, is either a hunter green or a nice... A nice uh, a mahogany pewter brown. Gray. Ooh, a pewter gray. Yeah. I like that. That's that's a that's a classic. <laughs> I love granola in beer, and I'm very happy to have another one today. I don't know if I've had too many. I feel 
We, we had have, I believe, one. One. One of the Scooby-Doo mystery ones had granola in it. Yes. This sounds like a really uh, good one, though. Yeah, yeah. Really, really excited. I don't think I've ever seen... So, like, they release a lot of the crunchy... There's a lot of crunchy series. Yeah. There was one... They have a double blueberry. They have a pumpkin spice one. Oh. They did a... Uh, something else recently. I think it was, like, blueberry marshmallow something or other. So, they, they do a lot. I just went out and bought blueberry granola. So this is quite ironic Yum. that I have not bought in a while. So this is uh, perfect timing. That's exciting. Across the board. So so question of the day really quick, since we're talking about crystals, do you have a favorite or did you have a favorite and now you have a different one since we did a little research? Um, I am quite a fan of our birthstone. Yeah. I do like uh, garnet quite a bit. Me too. And... Otherwise, it is my it's my mother and my sister's um, birthstone, but my father has a ring from his father uh, that is a beautiful like sapphire, mm-hmm. and I think that sapphire, sapphire yeah, sapphire jade and uh, and garnet. I'm gonna say are my three favorites. Um, that okay, I, that I do enjoy. Quite Those are good very. ones. Uh, you know, I'm a big purple fan. Yeah. So oh, amethyst, amethyst, naturally. Yeah. I always loved amethyst. I mean, quartz is nice. Like, just regular quartz is nice, but yeah. then it has a lot of variants. Like, there's rose quartz, there's um, titanium quartz, which we'll talk about a little bit later. I do always enjoy a good diamond. I mean, I, I won't lie. We're going to get into those later, too. I One of my biggest regrets is so that, you know, when I when I bought my, my ring here, mm. um, it had an option, or one of them was a variation where it had a black diamond in its mouth. Oh, nice. In the, the, the lion's mouth, and I opted not to get it and it is one of the biggest regrets because you know who the hell do i think i am but someone that evidently requires a black diamond so i have, worn I have black diamond studs in my ears oh you do yeah oh i don't know what mine are I christina got them for me for uh, mine christmas pro- mine are probably fake <laughs> i can i can almost guarantee it for a while i only wore would wear fake diamonds because yeah. i would constantly lose earrings at track meets Oh, would you really? Take them off for the race, put them in my shoe, come back, one would be gone. I am fairly confident that uh, this is the only earring I've actually ever had in. It's the same. Damn, really? One, yeah. Oh, good for you. Yeah. This was, uh, again, you know, from Caitlin Fortier. I'm very impressed because I go through, well, I haven't changed them since I got these, but I go through earrings a lot. Really? I like to change it up. No, I know. I forget that it's there half the time until I, like, get it caught on something like a jackass. I should have got both mine pierced at the same time. That was stupid. Do them separate. You got them done separately at two yeah. different times? I think I got it done at like 16. I got one. And then when we turned 18, I got the other one. Oh, all right. Yeah. 19, mine was something like that. Mine, Thanksgiving. I'm trying to push. 2013. I'm trying. Oh, nice. I'm trying to push a uh, eyebrow ring. We'll, we'll see how that goes. Maybe after the wedding. Well, I was going to say, <laughs> I feel like you could actually pull that off very nicely I think I too. Can. I think I could too. I like that. Yeah. I had always thought at one point in time, like maybe I could pull off a nose ring. But then I realized like the last thing I need to do is bring more attention to this. Should I do should I do a bar or like a little like a hoop? I could see you doing more of a, a more of a hoop. I think hoop. Yeah, well, I think bar is not good. It, no. A no, ball. we want the, we want yeah, the hoop. Yeah, we want the hoop. All right, I cheers you already, but cheers, cheers again. We'll do it again. Ooh, it's got a that a nice sort of again, that blueberry is very subtle. Ooh. I don't know if that's a face like I like it a lot. You ever, you ever watch like when uh Diners Drivings and Dives? Yeah. When Guy Fieri has something he really loves. And he says no words. He just looks at the camera. That's what I was going for. Oh, okay. All right. Kind of like a, you know, like 
Bring it on down. Play the town. Man. The blueberry is so smooth. Way sweeter than I'm used to. Oh, really? You see, and I think that it's the right level. I think it's a a good level of sweetness, but the blueberry itself is more sugary than like. It's it, these are blueberries that are a little bit more uh, um, almost what are they like ripened, when? almost like a blueberry puree yep, rather than what, like when you uh, like a macerated blueberry yeah, when you put sugar on yeah, it and let yeah, it like yeah, yeah. yeah yep granola cinnamon all there. This is interesting because I feel like it's in in you know direct juxtaposition with what we had oh, uh, so what we had last um, where. Refresh my memory. We had, um, oh God, not chowder. Did we have chowder? We had, from, we had chowder. From Lone uh, Eagle? Yeah. Yeah. How that was an uncomplicated IPA. It was not complex. It was not in your face. It was yeah. done just right. And this is one of those that is significantly more complex, but not confusing. Agree. I, I think that it's got all of the elements. You're right. I can wow. taste the granola. I've got some of the almond in there, the vanilla, the cinnamon. But they're not all vying for attention. Nope. Which Blueberries I, front and center. Yes. And again, even then, I think that the blueberry doesn't have that. It's not that super tart blueberry to where no. I'm going to be searching for everything else. Very, very well done. No marshmallow in here. Oh, okay. There is milk sugar and vanilla, which I'm getting a little bit of the... like. Kind of like a blueberries and cream, yeah. Kind, kind of feel. I feel like I'm not getting the toasted coconut a lot. Not. Too, I'm not too upset much. with it. No, I'm wondering. Mm. I'm definitely not upset. Coconut's very hit or miss for me. Well, when you also blend toasted coconut with almond, is there almond in here? I thought that there was. Am I making that up now? No, you're right. Okay. Yeah. I think that the two of those flavors are. are quite similar to yeah. one another so they i am they're usually good together and they are and that's i think what i'm getting a combination of the two so i can't differentiate between the toasted coconut and the almonds too much again which is not a bad thing because i'm not a huge fan of toasted coconut at all yeah hit or miss in beer it depends i like toasted coconut by itself oh you see i don't like on like dessert or something Ugh. Ugh. no i don't like it at all man it's like the granola the almond the maple, the cinnamon, all make it feel like a breakfast bar. Yes. And it's the right temperature, too. This is yeah. not, cold. not cold. I'm going to say that this is just about, what, I'm going to say 55, 60 degrees-ish. Yeah. It is the right temperature. If it was any colder, I don't think that we'll be able to enjoy all of the individual notes I think as right. much as we are. 7.4%. I was going to say, it's got a much higher ABV on it than, than, I thought. than you would think, too. Excuse me. Um, man. All right. I'm going strong. 4.45. Yeah. I was going to say I'm right around that like 4.2, 4.3 ish. Like it is a very, very strong, solid beer again. And and this is what makes some of at least, you know, my ratings almost not like match up across the board in that. Again, I like the simplicity of things. I like when I'm not searching or hunting for the flavor. Definitely. Uh, and again, I don't want my taste buds to have to, uh, you know, be fought after for competition. But this is one that is done really, really well. Very strong. Let me That's tell so you, tasty. other half, we've done quite a few other yep. half, and I don't think we've, I 
we maybe had, I want to say, one or maybe two one at the most. That we weren't crazy about, but yes. still enjoyed. But still enjoyed. This is, again, proof that they are damn good. And this they is, you said they're in collaboration with... Um, Weldworks. Um, we have not personally had something from them, but I've had a few things recently from them. Yeah. And they're they're encroaching the top of my list. I They're the ones that always have like the industrial sort of uh, can art, correct? That is... Or is that actually called industrial I think brewing? that's industrial arts. Oh, they do are. like wrench and torque wrench. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. That's industrial okay. arts. Okay. Wellworks has a similar style though to their can art. Oh, okay. I, I think. All right. Man, this is solid. I am very impressed. I had the... All right, so I had the double blueberry one. And yeah. I think that one's just slightly better than this. Okay. If only because more blueberry. A little bit more tart too. Like this is much on the sweeter side. I And I like a... I like my blueberries more tart than yeah, anything else. I don't like them terribly, terribly sweet. Again, I'm still not... I don't think it's very sweet. I don't think it's overly sweet, but it's sweeter than uh, like you it's not. It's not a blueberry. sour. No, it's not a sour. It may be classified as a sour, but it's not a sour. Not at all. I'm gonna readjust my life here. Oh God, there we go. Okay, there we are. Now I'm. I can drink about eighteen of these today. They're delicious. They're I, really good. They are super well done. One of the beers again that could sit on its own. You don't need to, I think, mess around with it too much. I don't need to match this with anything. Nope. This is a dessert beer. It is a dessert. It says beer. right here, a it's dessert. A, a, it is a dessert wine. What is that from? Greece. Oh yeah, Twinkies oh, yeah. and when wine, Jan. Yep. How classy. Yep. When they're all to sleep over. Yep, 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 yep. That's right. All right, I'm gonna start us off with crystals. Okay. So we hear a lot. I don't know. Maybe you don't, but I hear a lot. You know, crystals and healing. Oh yeah. For for the crystals for the good of the body. Mm-hmm. There are no like legitimate studies that I could find that directly answered this question yeah there's no outright evidence that they emit energy or you know they have calming effects on us although we think they do could be a placebo effect could not be yeah i did find some interesting information though so apparently crystals the frequency that they emit Mm -hmm. vibrate at is akin to the human body frequency of vibration oh ours is very low comparatively speaking ours is around six or seven i guess hertz yeah and a crystal is in the thousands like thirty-seven thousand hertz is, oh. the, is the vibration of a of a crystal um those are just some stats i found here's some other things that i found studies have shown that crystals do or you know their abilities they can conduct electricity which I feel like I kind of knew already. I don't know if I... You didn't did. know? I mean, it makes... When you say it out loud, it yeah. makes sense. But yeah, I don't know if I've ever seen anything like definitive that would... Okay. Huh. So we're going we're gonna to mention um, the husband of someone we've talked about before. Madame Curie. Yep. We're going to talk Ooh. about Pierre Curie. Oh, okay. Good. Nice I guess. Did Thanks. I was <laughs> going to say. All right. In 1880, he was a French physicist. He noted that when put under pressure, crystals such as topaz, quartz... And tourmaline mm-hmm. created electricity. Really? Yeah. Huh. I didn't know that yep. at all. So I guess he must have either heated them up or... Like, I don't really know how else you... Like, crushing is obviously isn't going to do it. Like, not that kind of pressure. It's got to be either atmospheric pressure or, like, 
pressure and heat. Yeah, I was going to say like barometric, you know, sort of pressure exactly. than as a result. Yeah. Exactly. Huh. Not only that, but they're used as essential elements for electronic devices, like a lot of ones that we use, oh such God, as phones, that's... computers, TV screens, and satellites. That's right. That's right. So I know that's, that's why there's always such a, a controversy, I know, over yeah. the technology that we're we're you know utilizing all the time you know because i think iphones again for example have use crystals i think they yeah, like use a, quartz or quartz. Uh, i thought that diamond was it's very possible diamond gold platinum you know and there's these, definitely precious metals involved yeah yeah, yeah. huh yeah um not only that but some limited studies have shown that crystals can actually alkalize water Really? And there's a company that it talks about in the article that I read. I forget the name of the company, but they, I don't know if they filter it through or if they, when they bottle it, they run it along obsidian. And apparently this helps with the alkaline quality. And there's also a makeup brand. I don't have it here, but it was in the article. Uses crystals. It's a very well-known like makeup. um, It's like a cleanser or a moisturizer. Yeah. But apparently crystals are used in that and they can energize skin to improve cleansing and increase circulation. You know, I wouldn't I wouldn't doubt it and and even if it is from a placebo perspective, I mean, I'm I mean, a, that's that's shown that that works. Oh, yeah. I don't know if you remember, but there was a very long time where I did carry around a piece of yeah. white quartz and something that was known as a um Oh, it was like a firestone, um, as well. It was like a reddish sort of uh, stone. And I, I don't. I remember the white quartz. I don't remember the other one. Yeah, and I, I, I loved carrying the. I wish I could remember at this point, maybe where some of them mm. are or were. But yeah, I used to carry around that stuff. And I was and, always fascinated when we were little by crystals, like the amethyst or ti- what's the one tiger tiger quartz. Tiger quartz. Tiger quartz is a cool one. Like just those that they're naturally occurring. Oh, yeah. It's so cool. Oh, absolutely. And the fact that we've managed to, like, monetize and and put value on them, I think is, is, it is, it's wild. Well, that sort of comes down to, like, what, how do we view it? I mean, it's kind of like crypto. Like, we think that this holds value, and it does, because we we back it with our belief. Right, 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 right. And and if that doesn't also just go to show you that the power in just uh, believing in something, you know, could, uh, could be a good thing. You know, depending upon how far you're willing to go, we all need to use our power for good. Absolutely. Yeah. I won't lie. I went off the rails so fast, so goddamn fast. Where if you asked me to be perfectly honest, anything about the scientific aspect of anything having to do with crystals, I'd say, my good friend, you have come to the wrong place. Barking up the wrong tree there, pal. And the reason is, is because the first thing that I've got here is uh, about uh, Crystal the Monkey. Have you ever heard? (laughs) In fact, I have not. I know you haven't, but I know that you are familiar with who she is. So she is a tufted capuchin uh, and an animal actor. Born on May 6th of 1994, she began her career and first appeared in George of the Jungle and then Night at the Museum and The Hangover Part 2. The tiny little monkey. The tiny little monkey. Yeah. So Crystal was named <laughs> after the country music star, uh, Crystal Gale. Are you familiar with her at all? Mm-mm. Neither am I, but she is the younger sister of country music star Loretta Lynn. I don't know that I'm... I was born either. a coal miner's daughter. Maybe. No, or 
was the son of a preacher man. Oh, I know that song. Yeah, absolutely. Ooh, yeah. What's your name? Loretta Lynn. Loretta Lynn. Okay. Yep. Um, Crystal the monkey though has gotten some mixed reviews from the people that she's uh, worked with. Bastards. So uh, Ben Stiller had joked, "I really dislike the monkey." Uh, <laughs> Robin Williams. So Robin Williams during uh, the Night at the Museum. Night at the Museum. At one point, I guess Crystal the monkey must have like gone to the bathroom on him. Uh, and he had said it combines the worst aspects of working with children and animals. However, Ken Jong, you know, the, uh, Ken, yeah. did I pronounce his last name correctly? Uh, Jong? Yeah. yeah. Uh, had said, she's amazing. She's not a monkey. She's an actor and quite possibly the best actor I've worked with. <laughs> he would say that. Of course. So now Crystal I can't believe that I'm even like, this was the first thing. And the second that I found this, I was like, we're done. I'm never going to be able to go back. So in 2012, she had played uh, a character that was named Dr. Rizzo on a show that was called Animal Practice. So she was supposed to be like the number two to this like misanthropic veterinarian. The show, you don't know it because it didn't do well at (laughs) all. I think it was canceled after nine episodes. However, she was making, at the time, about $12,000 per episode. The monkey? The monkey. So as a result of... What did she do with that money? Well, here's the best part, is that as a result of that, for the year, that meant that she made more than twice than that of the average Hollywood actor. She makes way more than I do. Yeah. $12,000 times the nine... Son of a bitch. Yeah. Way more. That's six figures. Yeah. Yeah, for nine episodes. That's, that sounds wow. awesome. Wow, okay. Nine episodes. My favorite role that she had played was the drunk monkey in the Dr. Doolittle, Dr. Doolittle um, oh, series. Man, I saw that so long ago. Oh, she was a French monkey who was always smoking cigarettes oh, yeah. and, and was always drunk the entire wow, she, time. That was the same monkey in all those movies? Yep. Wow, that what a his, phenomenal actor. Right? Well done. <laughs> God damn it, Crystal. <laughs> Crystal the monkey. She's okay. doing great. Crushing it. The, I mean, the most, the one that sticks out to me the most is The Hangover. Yeah. Because she played a huge role. Yes, she did. In that movie. I mean, like, running along the little wire. Yeah, everything. Think, and smoked a cigarette in that movie, if I'm not mistaken, too. So what happened was that the director um, of the film had, like, joked about the fact is he was like, oh, we're afraid that she may have become, like, you know. Addicted. Addicted. And then, like, people were all, like, up in arms. And they're like, no, 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 no. Like, it was a ceramic cigarette, and we added the, <laughs> like, smoke you know, uh, digitally oh, cool. after the fact. So no monkeys were actively smoking uh, during that that's production. That's amazing. Right? That's that's great. I had no idea. The same monkey. And you know what? That's not the first monkey I thought of. I thought of, um, man, I can't remember the movie, but it was about a hotel. Dunstan checks in. Yep. Yes. Yep. That's with, what, that was with, the first one. With Jason Alexander. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay. So how about two, uh, two oh. well-known crystals we use for jewelry? You touched on one before. You said you talked about diamonds. Oh, diamonds? Yep. And the other one would be crystal. Like, we talked about crystals, but we haven't talked about crystal. crystal. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right, so Swarovski, crystal. Oh, yeah. Uh, Swarovski, is that how it's pronounced? Swarovski? Oh, yes, 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 yes. I'm sorry. That's okay. So, technically, diamonds are crystals. Oh. Really, Really, all a crystal is is just calcified minerals Hmm. for the most part. So diamonds are produced naturally in the earth, we know, or you may not, uh, when carbon is put under extreme heat and pressure. Mm -hmm. Diamond engagement rings go all the way back to 1477. 
not as old as I would have assumed, to be perfectly honest I with you. I mean, would, I would, way long ago. I mean, Egyptian be- times. Yeah, or- just because so many things we realistically can kind of, you know, yeah, go back to ancient Rome, ancient Greece, ancient Egypt. Right. Really, 1477. Exactly. So 1477. Okay. Archduke Maximilian of Austria. Ah, yes. Gave Mary of Burgundy a gold ring with an M engraved in it, but studded in diamonds. Oh. So the first engagement ring. And since then, we've all been a slave to the jewelry industry for such things. Although we may know diamonds as the hardest material on earth, that's true, but it's also not true. There are two materials that are harder, superseded, in fact. The one is a synthetic nanomaterial, and the other one is found in meteorites, and it's called Lonsdalite. Hang on one second. I have to Uh-oh. kill something. Oh, <laughs> So this time we're gonna of, take care of this. This post. time of year, thousand leggers. Yeah, we I, were get, ta- I think I we always, talked about it I recently. Always get one or two a year. Got it. Got it. Hey oh. Very professional. <laughs> that thing was. Uh, yikes. <laughs> okay. All right. All right. And we're back. Okay. Um. So although we, you know, we consider diamonds to be the hardest material on earth, that's, it's true and not true. There are two others that supersede it in being the hardest mineral or material. One's synthetic, mm-hmm. so I don't really count it because diamond's natural. Right. And the other one, so the synthetic one is a nanomaterial called wurtzite boron nitride. Oh. I didn't do any digging into it, but it sounds scary. Yeah. And the other one is a material found in meteorites called lons... Lons delight, lons delete, lons delete, lons delight, delight. Yeah. Okay. The the only two minerals on Earth harder than diamond. That's fascinating. Hmm. And technically, it sounds like one of them almost isn't even on Earth. It's on. It's yeah. These meteors. And the other one was made. Huh. Yeah. So diamond still trumps everything. I think. Um. So it's the naturally, the hardest naturally occurring substance on earth that's why is how it's classified yeah i know it's a lot of like syntax whatever um to be a diamond it needs to be at least 99.7 percent carbon carbon yes huh the remaining impure are just impurities found in the stone so actually if you check the periodic table directly adjacent to um carbon on both sides is nitrogen and boron if a diamond has an impurity and it's boron, it will take on a slightly bluer hue. Hmm. If it's nitrogen, it'll be a little more yellow. And oh, those are the differences so the, in the shades blue of the diamonds of the and diamond. yellow. Oh. And then really quick, I won't take too long on this, but Swarovski crystals. So like I said, crystals and crystal. You know, crystal is an actual crystal. Right. Kind of weird. Technically it's just solidified mineral. Yeah. Like like everything else. Um, we have naturally occurring crystals, but there's also synthetic lab-made ones. And actually, the most commonly used artificial crystal in watches is crystal glass. Oh. So crystal glass just, just consists of a mixture of silicon dioxide, which is just quartz sand, and metal oxides, most specifically lead. Lead. I was going to say, I started, I didn't do... Did a little digging? I, I was going to, and kind of decided, like... To move on, but I didn't realize that like what we know a lot of times as like crystal cut glass is primarily lead glass. Lead glass. Yeah, pretty much. So um for like I guess the least 
quality, if you yeah. want to say it. Crystal glass is made up of 24% lead. But Swarovski, on the other hand, is 32%. Oh. So the, the more lead in crystal, mm-hmm. the shinier and more rich and brilliant the color. Oh. So Swarovski is 32%, the pinnacle of, of crystal glass. Um, and just a little bit about Swarovski. At the end of the 19th century, Daniel Swarovski developed a special crystal cutting technique that they still use today to cut the Swarovski crystals. Um, because Swarovski crystal is cut in more facets than normal crystal glass, it reflects light better. Oh. And it gives it more brilliance in the color, obviously. And the high lead content, in tandem with a special coating, ensures the varied color shade, along with extra gloss and scratch resistance. Huh. I've been watching a lot of storage wars and a lot of uh like Roadshow. antiques roadshow recently you can tell that nick has been away um <laughs> and let me tell you i am now on this like constant hunt for like where am i going to find this this similar piece somewhere mm. am i am i going to be able to recognize it and a lot of it does you know surround a lot of uh obviously the like pieces of jewelry and yeah. i'll be honest with you it is such i am so fascinated by it because you like us as amateurs amateurs not even like with no knowledge i would have no idea about how to decide whether or not something was actually worth any money right and that's the thing you know with all the artificial diamonds and oh yeah uh, rubies sapphires emeralds everything like they're so close lab grown that they are to how they're produced you know how they're made in the wild that you can't tell unless you're a trained professional that's why i don't think i don't wear a lot of jewelry well, I don't wear a lot of jewelry, but when I do go and like make purchases, I- I'm not like in the position to where like I'm gonna buy anything. I think like fake just for the purposes no, of absolutely not having it. If I'm gonna spend the money, I'm gonna spend the money. You know, hundred percent. There's actually a lot of jewelry I can't wear because I'm allergic to a lot of metal. Oh, really? Like uh, nickel, I can wear anything nickel, but sterling silver can't wear it. Oh, get get like a rash or oh really? Oh yeah, I had a I had a sterling silver necklace when we were in high school. Yeah. And I woke up one morning and quite literally almost fused to the skin Ooh, of my neck. I had to like God. peel it off. Yeah, it was oh, terrible. God. Yeah. Oh, I don't think I have. I think maybe just the one is everything else is gold. Good to go. Oh, yeah. Okay. Everything else is gold. I love gold. Great movie. <laughs> it's only about the 13th time in the last two days someone's quoted Austin Powers. Is it really? Yeah. Oh, good. So I went on to. Um, a slight variation of crystal. All right. I went on to Cristal. Oh, As in Cristal, my motto, a couple of bihotches, why not? <laughs> That's right. Another fucking another Austin, Austin Powers. Powers reference. Christ. What are you going to do about it? Love us more. <laughs> so it is the flagship cuvee of uh, Champagne Louis Roder. Um, now, I didn't know this, but... So Cristal is actually quite unique in that it was created in 1876 for Alexander II, Tsar of Russia. Oh, interesting. Exactly. So what wound up happening was that champagne had really started to like grow in popularity uh, in Russia beginning in around 1855 and then onward. So by the time Alexander became Tsar, uh, Rodur was shipping nearly a third of his supply to the emperor, like to the Tsar. 
So the champagne bottle, and I don't know, have you ever seen a bottle of Cristal? A bottle of Cristal? Yeah. So you know that it's a little Unless bit... I'm confusing it with Dom Perignon. You might be. I might be. So if anything, the reason why, or the way you would know if it was Cristal, it is that it's in a clear bottle rather than in a green bottle. I mean, so was Verdi, but... True. Now, <laughs> very true. Now, around the time of the production, Alexander II was really concerned about assassination um, because there was, like, growing unrest in Russia, um, which, you know, on on March 13th, 2022, we don't, we don't know what that's like at all. Um, so during a trip to Paris in 1867, um, Alexander had dinner with German Kaiser Wilhelm I, who was his uncle, as well as Chancellor Otto von Bismarck. It was a dinner that became known later on as like the three emperors dinner. Um, so Fancy. he had asked, uh, again, due to this fear of assassination, he had asked uh, for them to create a bottle where he could see the bubbles because he wanted to be able to see the bubbles, what was actually inside the bottle. Um, also for it to have a flat bottom because you know how um, like champagne bottles, how they have the, the, yeah, the bottom conclave. Uh, right. Yeah. So, well, there was a fear of explosives being put into that like conclave that area. Spot. Yeah. So as a result, wow. Cristal has a flat bottom Interesting. Uh, as well. Now, I didn't know this either, but Cristal was not commercially available until 1945. So mm. between 1876 uh, and 1945, like it we was only couldn't. For the Emperor. Exactly. Years later, it eventually got picked up as like a, a you know, by rap and hip hop stars as like a, a status symbol. So at one point in time, the managing director was asked about whether or not he thought like, oh, do you think that, you know, um, it's now association with like rap and hip hop is going to like hurt the brain or like hurt the image at all? And he had responded uh, by saying, quote, that's a good question. But what can we do? We can't forbid people from buying it. I'm sure Dom Perignon or Krug would be delighted to have their business. So basically a backswipe of like, who the fuck do I care? Yeah. You know, right. buys it. Um, and in fact, business had increased quite a bit uh, with. I'm sure. Well, production doubled by 2010 and they were making 800,000 bottles of Dom Perry. Uh, I'm sorry, of uh, Cristal annually. Wow. So it's a it's a I've never had it. Do we have a price on that? I could pull it up really quickly. Oh, yeah. You know, that's a great point. I don't know how much a bottle of Cristal might be. Cristal, my motto. A couple of pieces. Is it C-R-I-S-T-A-L? Um, oh, we have one here for $3,500. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Yeah. I don't know what that's on, but... Oh. Um, yeah. Why? Oh, okay, 10 exotic bottles of Cristal Champagne from Louis Roderer. Yeah. Roderer. Roderer. Um, okay, what do we have here? We have... Yep, there it is. Clear bottle. Oh, you know what? Now that now that I'm looking at it, the Verdi model, the Verdi bottle might be green. Yeah, and I'm familiar with the Dom Perignon bottle quite a bit. Like I know the that the, one is actual like dark, dark green. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. I didn't know that Crystal had a flat bottom as nope. well. I didn't realize there was as much of a kind of like history 
behind it. So Nor that, did I. that uh, made me quite excited. Okay, so we have uh, we have some some high prices here. There's a 2002 gold medallion, limited edition brute malaise malaise for thirty five hundred dollars, and then there were a few um, brute rose roses oh, yeah, brute editions yeah. that are just over. 2100 good lord so uh yeah quite the quite there the is price tag there is nothing that brings me more joy than seeing those like douchebags and clubs that have like these giant you know bottles that you know retail are probably five thousand dollars but then at a club they're paying 10 15 grand right they try to open it with a sword and they wind up just like cracking those it are my favorite it. when people saber the the champagne bottle i've seen how it's done it's actually quite impressive you have to like t- click you have to clip the lip of the top. Yeah, with, you with have to almost saber. Like, like technically, it's okay to like break the glass so, a little bit. Yeah, it's almost like you're peeling a peeling something. Yeah, a little bit, a bit of a, lemon yeah, zest. a little, little lemon zest yeah, and a, yeah. a shot of glass. There you go. Yeah, beautiful. I wanted to just talk really, really briefly about and this. You know, this will be my last little bit. I wanted to keep it light and talk about some of my favorite crystals. I mentioned amethyst before. A few of my favorite crystals. crystals. <laughs> so talk about amethyst before. If you haven't seen it, we'll throw up some pictures for you guys. Mm-hmm. Um, a beautiful purple, lavender, all sorts of shades of purple and amethyst. I freaking love amethyst. Um, tourmaline. Have you seen tourmaline? I don't think so, no. Okay. I got. Is it a blue-ish or is it this rather exotic looking one that so you had been showing me before? Tourmaline, I think, comes in a bunch of different colors. But the one picture... Oh, this one was a really cool one since we oh, talked about garnet before. Yeah. So this one's called... Uvarovite, and it is the only member of the garnet group that is consistently green. Oh, really? Yeah, so it's emerald in color, but it's technically a garnet. That's a beautiful... It's, it's oh really, really cool God, looking. it's gorgeous. Um, azurite, nice blue. This was... Okay, this is tourmaline. Oh, wow. So tourmaline comes so in cool. all sorts of colors. It's rainbow shaded. It's got one that's just pink. This one, I mean, that... That looks incredible. That center, almost like aqua blue color, is this right here. Oh, that is yeah, beautiful. 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 And these are them, I guess, processed and cut down to size. But tourmaline is very beautiful, and uh, the, I mean, the opals, dude. Opals is, are some of the most beautiful stones. It is. It is fascinating to me because, like, I, I know that again. You know, you and I aren't into. I shouldn't say into it, but like. You're not into jewelry. I'm not, not really like, I, I'm not a big collector of it, but there is, I don't mean, maybe it's a human instinct, but there is something so allure, yeah. uh, you know, alluring to this. Yep. I have to have it. Right. I have to this, have it. This is the last one I'm going to show you because this is a cool one too. Wow. This is titanium quartz and it is not what you would think by the descriptor. It is quite literally like, um, like an oil slick. It's like in a parking lot and you see, yeah. And you see those iridescent colors in it. That's what titanium quartz looks like all the time. Does that and again that occurs naturally? Naturally, yeah. These are Where all naturally are they occurring. Finding these things. So that that's actually really interesting. Some of these um, little tidbits of information go into that, but some don't because they have like a little snippet underneath. Um, but yeah, look at this titanium molecules. Oh, so it's quartz with titanium uh, chemically bonded to it. Oh my god! So titanium molecules are bonded to the quartz by the natural electrostatic charge of the crystal. In a process known as magnetron ionization. Ooh, I like sounds, the way that sounds. Sounds like a fun transformer. I, 
my goal when it comes to like stones in general is like I want to get to be that old man that wears nothing but just like silver and topaz his entire life. We had a colleague who had retired maybe like one or two years after I had started and that was like his passion. Like you knew after he was retiring, he was going to go to like, you know, the the southwestern part of the U.S. and and just wear nothing but topaz and silver. And everyone was like, oh, we're going to miss him so much. And I was like, if you need anybody to take up the torch, I will gladly go ahead and just start donning myself in blues. It's not a bad and, look. And not at all. Not at all. Oh, when you get a silver good, and blue. Yeah. Classic. White hair. Love it. Bronze skin. All about it. Blue stone. I've been trying to get a silver and blue Christmas tree for years now. Oh. It is, it is not accepted well. What is with the two of them? Because I know that if I brought one home too, <laughs> I would. Like I, oh, absolutely. He would definitely say, Where did you. Telling you blue silver Christmas bring that blue back to the goodwill he would say to <laughs> me because if you dis if you spent full price on it you're gonna be having a very blue Christmas oh silver Christmas trees with blue lights are like one of the most eye catching thing yep it is it is quintessentially sixties yep. too I love it is it really I believe so yeah a lot of that came about about oh, like in the fifties and sixties yeah yep I'm with it so the last thing that I had then looked into was. Crystal Lake. Crystal Lake. Crystal Lake, famous for being the lake where young As in Jason, Jason Voorhees, Voorhees exactly had drowned in the Friday the 13th series. Very nice. I like how you also prefaced your last one with like, I'm going to keep it light. And the second that you said it, I was like, oh, I'm going to get into Friday It's the like 13th. I knew. Exactly. Of course. Um, On the 13th, by uh, the way. Oh, it is the 13th. That is correct. Not Friday, though. No. So it is a real lake, of course. Uh, do you know where? I don't know why I want to say Montana, but that's not right. No, it's not. It's like, uh, oh, where would there be lakes? Let's go, um, let's go the northeast. Okay. How about Michigan? Okay. Not the northeast, but that's all right. <laughs> I know. <laughs> it's north-ish. It's, it's north. East-ish. It's, it's north. Central. It's northeast of where we are. That is correct. Michigan is. No, it's Northwest. No, it's it's Northwest. I'm sorry. The anyway, where, East, where's Crystal Lake? Well, it's in New Jersey. Oh. It is right here oh. in New Jersey. Interesting. It, it is located in Hardwick, uh, up in the northwestern part of the state, at a camp that is actually uh, Camp Nobibosco, um, oh. which stands for uh, North Bergen Boy Scouts. So it's actually a Boy Scout camp. Oh. Um, I didn't know, but Nobibosco. I... Nobibosco. Yeah, Nobibosco. Um, I didn't know this, but I definitely had been up there, uh, a number of times in the past, uh, when I was, uh, uh, when I was a scout. Oh. Um, so as a result, it is closed to the public, like on a regular basis. However, they do hold, uh, Crystal Lake tours each year for two months, um, that are all like Friday the 13th then oh, nice. themed. I like that. They sell out really quickly, these tickets, sometimes in as little as eight seconds. Wow. People have gone ahead and, and, you know, brought these, you know, bought all of these tickets for these tours. They did it like once, I believe, for the first time in like 2011. And when they saw the response, they were like, shit, well, we should probably keep doing this. Um, obviously, it is not. You know, it out. Yeah, obviously, it is not a haunted lake by any means. In fact, uh, Nobi Bosco, then, it has been open since uh, 1927. It's oh, wow, on, wow. Oh, yeah. It's Almost on 
380 acres of land in the Kinnatiti Mountains, so the northwestern portion of the state. And as a result uh, of it having been open in 27, it is the oldest continually operating Boy Scout camp in the state of New Jersey. Oh, wow. Yeah, see? I wonder, I haven't seen, I don't even know if I've ever seen the original Friday the 13th. I have no idea. I, I've seen clips At and least. portions. Yeah. I don't think I've seen the entire thing all the way Definitely through. Not. I've seen some of the newer ones. Like I saw Freddy versus Jason. Yeah. They make, you know, the Crystal Lake comparison, whatever, um, the reference. Yeah. I wonder, was it set in New Jersey? The movie. I don't remember. Oh, you know what? That's a I wonder great if that's where question. It's set. I don't know. We'll find out. I don't know. But that's, yeah. a, that's a great connection. Because even when I was looking up, you know, stuff for the episode, doing a little research, I was like, man, there's what what connections am I going to make? I can't think of any. Well, it was interesting because when I was looking at, like, um, the Wikipedia page, you know, for, like, the disambiguation of crystals. Uh, I'm sorry. Yeah, of crystals. I had gone down to places, and there was something that did come up as Crystal Lakes, New Jersey. And when I clicked on it, it actually took me to Franklin Lakes, uh, oh. which is up in, again, North Jersey. But I guess there's a part of that of Franklin Lake, Lakes that is called Crystal Lakes and it used to actually have a station stop on one of the it was like the New York Susquehanna Railroad um, used to have a, a stop oh. in a place called Franklin I'm sorry in a place called Crystal Lakes oh damn um, yeah so I, I just always thought that was kind of that is really kind of cool. interesting yeah yeah um, man I miss those movies Yes, yes. I would love to 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 go back and look and watch some of them because I didn't really get into like you know some of those like horror movies and scary movies until I was you know older. Yeah. And the whole thing, the reason why I also found this interesting is because the camp that I used to go to, which was up in upstate New York, uh, in a place called uh, Narrowsburg, we used to go to Camp Kiowa, and Kiowa, Kiowa. Uh, Camp Kiowa. Hats off to thee. To our colors, true, we will always be. I'm sure um, somebody gets that. Oh, listen, if Danny's listening, which he's not, or uh, <laughs> our buddy uh, Mikey, Mikey D out in Colorado, he, He'll get uh, that. he and I will will uh, get down on it every once in a while. That's funny. But the name of that lake was Crystal Lake, and we used to always be like, oh, this was the lake. This was the lake where they did it, you know, where Jason is from. And uh, clearly not the case. Man, I miss being a kid. So innocent. Yeah, well, and again, in a time, you know, kind of like pre- you know, uh, mobile internet. None of us could like look it up you right. know, by any means. You right. just kind of run with the, uh, I went up there recently, actually. Did you? Nick and I were on our way back from, we were in Pennsylvania. Yeah. We were in Pennsylvania back in November and we were driving around and I was like, it says that we're close to Narrowsburg. I was like, do you, do you mind if we drive by my old, like drive through my old, like, Boy Scout camp and he was like yeah sure let's go for it so yeah I've got my picture out in front of like the welcome to Camp Kiowa 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 (laughs) when you're up you're up when you're down you're down when you're up against Kiowa staff you're upside down far out Kelly Aro 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 D-A-C-K I feel like I missed the PCP memo this morning before the show just assume listen let's be happy that neither one of us got into what I was going to which was crystal meth uh, but I decided, you know what? As you said, let's keep it light. And on that note, if there are any crystals that we forgot to mention that are your favorite, please let us know. You can at us anywhere you would like. 
Um, if you'd like to do so on Instagram, we said it before, you could just rewind and listen to the intro or you could listen right now. It's at beers and podcast. Yeah. Or, um, yeah, come, come watch on YouTube if you haven't, because then you can see our beautiful shining faces. Yeah. You can see our fancy new beer. And if you just want to yell us, yell at us on Twitter, you can do so as well at beers and one. Yeah. I've got no problem. Also for those of us that are watching on YouTube, you can see that, you know, we're between, you know, uh, our backgrounds have changed up a bit. It's a we're little tr- we're bit transitioning. light. We're transitioning. We're in a transitional Is there anything period. you'd like to even see behind us? I don't know. Maybe you've got a little image. Maybe you've got a little something that you'd if like to see. If somebody sends us an image to put behind us, I will print that crap out and Absolutely. put it behind us. Absolutely. I might even go Within ahead. Within reason. Yes. Within reason. No nudity. Please Unless it's not. tasteful. Right. Tasteful nudity. Right. I can't think of anything that would be tasteful. Oh, I mean, we just got like the, the, I don't know. I don't know why. The I birth w- of Venus. Okay. That's tasteful. Okay. That's right? fair. That's fair. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. On that note, we'll catch you guys next time. Goodbye. Peace out. Beers and is hosted by Alex Chula and me, Nick Messina. Video producer is Mike Delavan. Original music is by Alex Chula. Sound effects have been provided by Zapsplat. And audio editing and producing is from me, Nick Messina. Make sure to rate, review, and subscribe to Beers And wherever you listen to podcasts. Follow us on Instagram at Beers And Podcast and on Twitter at Beers And One. That's on Twitter at Beers And the number one. Or shoot us an email at beersandpodcast at gmail.com. And of course, Alex and I always want you to enjoy your beer safely and responsibly. Neither Alex nor myself have any affiliations with any of the breweries we sampled in this episode, be them legal affiliations or otherwise. If you have any questions or concerns, please email us at beersandpodcast at gmail.com. That's beers, the word and, podcast at gmail.com.